It's time for Yuletide Yoga. Mario took all your money, that son of a bitch. You know, you might as well pee on a little bit of dead meat, right? I'm addicted to cancer, goddammit. I need my tumors. Look, mommy, I made a beard. Face when he clapped his hands on a clean white ass. <laughs> Hello, hit the future. Welcome to a new episode of Geek Juice Radio 2.0. This week we got me, Alexis Jowski. We got Martha. Hello. And we got Mr. X. Yes, we do. Yeah, you had something to say? You said you've been waiting two weeks for me to oh, press our card. Oh, God, you ever put me through this fucking shit again? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you understand, man. I like really good shit, and I like really bad shit, but there are a few things I hate more than that lumpy shit that sits right in the middle of the shit that, like, my mom can watch it. I know we're really, really super excited to talk about our Hallmark Christmas movies. Oh, oh. We've, already, oh we've already planned Saw's 8 starring you. <laughs> Actually, they're up to, like, 11 in Saw now. The next one coming oh, out is like, well, they use the Roman numerals, so it's like Saw Jinping or something. That's just to keep the motherfuckers, they can keep re-releasing the same movie. Modern motherfuckers don't know Roman numerals. Incidentally, I just <laughs> recently started uh, binging those, like watching two a night, because I've never really sat down and watched the franchise. Dude, can't imagine why. <laughs> oh, yeah. I liked the, the first two were okay, but then after that, I just, yeah, I didn't watch anymore. Yeah, as Jowski found out the hard way. Uh, yeah, as I have, because I watched the f- three and four last night, and I'm like, oh, God, and I still got a ways. Yeah. What the hell this shit is? Uh, real quick, I did have a story, though. <laughs> so, last I mean, night, I was, I was at dinner with my sister. She's showing me her new car. And parked next mm-hmm. to her is the ugliest car I've ever seen. It's like okay. you know, a functional car, though. Oh, it was functional. Yes, it was some like '80s boxy Chevy, and it was. Hey, man, you know the rules of the '80s. It's boxy, <laughs> but good, like from crazy people. <laughs> and they painted it red, white, and blue glitter paint. Paint. Oh wow! But they had. <laughs> All the Looney Tunes along the sides, both sides of the car, oh. but they were in their Space Jam outfits. Oh, God. <laughs> and airbrushed on the uh, the hood was like the cover of Space Jam with Michael Jordan and the uh, Looney Tunes. Well, I'm assuming it had to be the original because does anyone even remember the new one? Yo, it was the original, yeah. Lola yeah. Bunny had tits. Ah, <laughs> Oh, and, and and still acted, you know, sensually, as opposed yes. to, you know, she clearly had to become the new hero in today's, uh, fuck this woke shit, but you know what I'm saying. This wasn't like professional airbrushing, too. This was like, my cousin has some paint airbrushing. Uh, yeah, I, I had a feeling that's where you were headed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we- It looked like one of those things where it was Disney, the lawyers would have already shown up like, oh, hell no. Nah. And um, we didn't get a chance to talk too much about the car because the owners came out and oh let me tell you they looked like Martha they looked like the people that would drive a space jam vehicle oh yeah. oh the worst kind of people yeah they were black oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess that was whispers so I wouldn't hear <laughs> no I'm kidding 
<laughs> Actually, no, they were like the whitest meth heads ever. Like they they had yeah. stopped by Olive Garden to sell meth to the kitchen staff. Uh, you it. may recall yeah. there's a certain word that begins with N that I say a lot that I keep telling you has nothing to do with race. It's a mentality. <laughs> but yeah, well, and- you know. You would not believe, now where I live, we have this one car, so they got to live kind of near me, but it is. It's a beat-up, junky thing, but they have decided to write every weird, psycho-conservative thing on the outside of their car. And it's just, I don't... Honestly, the first time I saw it, it almost felt surreal, because it was so horrific that it felt like something that could only be in a movie. Like, I could not grasp the concept that a human being would actually drive and be proud of a vehicle like the one I saw. There's a Don't couple try it on me. Oh my gosh, it was it was horrible. I mean I would love to see a car that says don't tread on me, but ironically gets four flats because of <laughs> bad treads. See y'all get that. I just go to places where you know I'm trying to order my order and then suddenly none of us can hear anything. Hint hint. Uh-huh. But yeah, yeah we go. never encountered that. But <laughs> no. d- didn't get a chance to take pictures of this hideous car. And I was like, God, Lord, because we would have had to explain to these people like, oh, yeah, we just like your paint job. And we would have had to talk about Space Jam. Ooh. Sorry, yeah, it's the no. internet. Facts are get the fuck out. Isn't that how it works now? Well, like I was going to talk to meth heads about Space Jam and like, oh, yeah, I love your brother's fucking... Come on, you wanted to enjoy the opportunity to watch their teeth pop in between those gaps. I mean, their tongue <laughs> pop between those gaps. Little little flicks of spit coming at you because there's nothing and, holding and, it in. And you're kind of wondering, why is that burning? <laughs> but anyway. T- oh, on that uplifting note, yeah. What's this show about, Jowski? Space. No, it's about Hallmark Christmas movies. Mm. We're playing Family Feud, uh, and and he quizzed the 100 members of the both Zendaya and Space Jam fan club. Yes, <laughs> and they yeah. picked. Uh, and- in other words, you could have just told me and Martha, "Hey, have you guys ever seen how they torture people in Viet Vietnamese POW camps?" Well, I'm gonna do that to y'all for the show. So, we each yeah. picked a Hallmark Christmas movie to watch. I don't think you understand that people who just heard what they just heard right now, they are in awe of you right now, Jowski. That you got me to do this. Yes. <laughs> and so, since you're so eager, why don't you go first? What is your movie? Well, gee, and this should come as a real shot to you, Martha. I picked one called A Holiday in Harlem. <laughs> yes. Um... It's for- and let me tell you right now, my brain automatically told me check the credits at the end, and I did. You know how you used to watch the X Files and shit, and then at the end you'd see that weird little logo for when they shoot in Canada. Mm-hmm. Well, this one had Connecticut, but oh, Harlem's not oh, wow. in Connecticut. There you go. <laughs> All the exteriors were shot in Harlem. Yes, but yeah, Holiday in Harlem, which I'm looking at, it directed. Uh, 2021, directed by Keith Powell. Yeah, I'll put it to you like this. I did no research, because fuck that. <laughs> I do research. Cause... I don't remember none of these motherfuckers' names, because fuck that. I do research. I barely remember the plot, because fuck that. So let me try to tell you what happened in this. Go ahead. It begins with hoity-toity chick-on-the-go of a... Uh, <clears throat> 
a healthy size, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Doing so great at her job, always traveling, helping everything out, blah, blah, blah. We, her diverse boss, you, you're going to hear me say this a lot. <laughs> it, 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 she's black. Her boss is Asian, and they both, if you close your eyes, sound as white as fucking Wonder Bread. <laughs> Says, uh, we want to give you a new opportunity. You've done so great for the company, but and it'll, but it'll, it's going to require you to be in New York a lot more. And she just brushes up. Well, you know, my family's here, and and then it becomes blah 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 blah. I haven't. In the pursuit of her dream, she hasn't kept touch with the hood and her family. Comes to town, lets them know what's happening, and they start, grandma or somebody starts making her feel jealous. Well, you know, it's the holidays, and you, oh yeah, her grandma rejected her gift, because she was like, I don't want your gifts, I want you to show up. Oh. So she says, fine, I'll show up. Because <coughs> they're about to do, I can't believe I'm saying these words. It's time for Yuletide Yoga. <laughs> yeah, that's in the trailer. Yeah, you cut to that. Oh, I assure you, you know, you know how you make gingerbread, man? You know how you need this thing called a cookie cutter? Am I coming clear to you, Miss Miss Jowski? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they got that Yuletide yoga in the trailer. It's like people in Christmas pajamas at, at a, a Zoom yeah. class. And also, let's put it this way. The only thing offensive in this movie is to me. Not to your average Hallmark viewer, but to me. It's that generic, oh, we're all going to get together and drink some eggnog and watch something non-offensive that nobody in the family but the aunts and the old people want to watch. It drives the kids nuts when they'd rather be watching the goddamn Die Hard. Well, to be fair, Hallmark's target audience begins and ends with people that, like, their, their, their knowledge of black people begins and ends with Bill Cosby. Let's put it this way. Hallmark's traditional audience begins and ends with bitches that not only know varieties of box wine, but where to get the best deals and at bulk. So she goes to Yuletide Yoga. Granny gets hurt. Just hurt enough to take her out of the mix. So guess what? Little Miss Efficient, Little Miss Promoted, <coughs> Little Miss Ain't Been in the Hood in a Minute, has to take over all the Christmas festivities. How did she get yada, hurt yada, at yada, yoga? Yada. Uh, she fell. Oh, I thought it was going to be taught by Dulcim or something. Oh, wait. <laughs> Even though that's technically Guile's theme. And by the way, the last time I played that on the LNG intermission time, I proved it did win with everything because I played it underneath the pinball scene of the accused. <laughs> and it fit. <laughs> so she decides to take over for Grandma and run all the Christmas shit. Yada, 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 bumps into old people she ain't seen in a while, finds out her parents are back together, and they didn't tell her, because guess what? You're the one that's been distant. Old friend from the past. Hispanic fellow. Uh, need I need I go further? Uh, she takes over. People get mad, and slowly they start to like her transition. She comes to grips with she's been gone from people uh, yada 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 she fixes everything everyone gets happy she saves the day decides to take the job and the last five sh minutes involve her and the other guy eventually kissing and yep. happy holidays to everyone but me that sounds like your typical hallmark movie successful businesswoman goes back to her hometown hometown in this case, I want a Hallmark movie like the like a Deadly Adoption Lifetime movie. 
Yeah. In this case, her hometown is across 110th Street. Uh, of course you had to make a goddamn Yafet Koto reference. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, it... Jowski, while I was watching this, all I kept saying was, I'm gonna fuck this motherfucker up. Oh. I'm gonna fuck this. I really... It's hard for me to explain. I, If I ever have to do this again, I'm gonna have to do a secret riff on Discord to get through it. I can't just watch shit like this no more. I have to be able to respond to it. Yeah, looking at the trailer, none of the scenes are in Harlem. Yeah, look at it. All those brownstones and stuff, all those, those parts are Harlem. You know brownstones. You'll recognize them because, you know, all I'll just say, hey, hey, yo, Halmark, how come ain't no brothers on the wall? <laughs> so you know what a brownstone look like, but the minute you get inside the houses, it just looks like they shot at the... Uh... Have you ever heard of a comedy condo? Yeah. Yeah, it felt like they just shot in a bunch of comedy condos and pretended like they were people's homes. But looking at the director of that movie, which, by the way, that's the only movie he directed. I wonder what other credits he's... Well, no, he he's done TV series. Um, oh, dear. Well, he did two episodes of that new interview with the vampire. That's not encouraging. He did two episodes of a TV series called Keith Powell Directs a Play. His name, by the way, is Keith Powell. <laughs> I see he comes from the Tyler Perry School of Branding. He did a series called Keith Powell Broke His Leg. You're kidding, right? I'm not kidding. Oh, dear God. So, okay, so I was going to say this feels like a payday project, but... Oh, it does, because after that he did Sophie's Quinceanera, and what does this dude know about a quinceanera? Okay, yeah, this was just... Basically, let me put it this way. If you ever gave me the opportunity to direct a Hallmark movie, you'll know I did it. <laughs> I'll still do everything you want in your Hallmark movie. It's just everywhere where you can't fuck with me fucking with it, I'm going to fuck with it. Oh, I would just do, like, Menace to Society with some tinsel. No, see, I would, see, the whole thing would be, you would think it would be absolutely, oh, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> oh. Martha, what? So, yeah. What, is, what, what did you force on her? So I got to enjoy Christmas with Felicity. And I don't know what, 15, 20 minutes in, I think I was sending hate, rage uh, messages to you, wasn't I? You literally called me. Oh, Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, it warranted a phone call. That's right. And and so I had to Um, watch some and you were like, there is one oven mitt. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just because it opens and she's in this huge bakery in Chicago and she's got this little box and she's in this like huge commercial kitchen and she picks up like the one oven mitt that would have no place in a commercial kitchen and she puts it in her box and then she's sad. But the, the she, issue she puts is it in her box. Evil. She's she's a total. Chowski, if oh, I didn't take God. the bait, why did you? <laughs> She goes through and, you know, she has to go home because, you know, she failed as a baker. So, you know, she's not in the Christmas spirit. And this whole little town is all about Christmas and Christmas festivities. And she's never going to bake again. And then all and of a sudden. Don't you they- love those communities yeah. where you're you're based on you've got to be able to step up during the holidays. And if you don't, you're going to be quietly shunned and judged by yes. the others. Apparently, I could not believe you made me watch this. I, I, I am just, yeah, no, it was absolutely horrible. So she's horrible, and of to course, everybody? well, she's got an attitude the whole time. She's mean to everyone, even though her broke ass is like living off of them. Like she bounces oh God, between, like pull- her mom's house and her sister's house. Was this supposed to be like another version of 
getting the Christmas spirit so we create someone who's damn near reprehensible. So, yeah. And she's rude to everyone. And, you know, then she comes across, you know, this gorgeous farmer and he's got the best butter. And then all of a sudden she needs his three pounds of butter to make one batch of cookies. <laughs> she wants to help him churn it. Uh-huh. She, and so, of course, you know, all of a sudden she's starting to feel better and she's all into this farmer and his butter. And then her ex randomly shows up. And it's supposedly they're back together. And of course, you know, the town needs her to bake 200 cookies and she's refusing. And then all of a sudden she, you know, finds the Christmas spirit and bakes 200 cookies with the magic farmer's butter. And then everything is great and peaceful. But she had a bakery. She was already making 200 cookies without the Christmas spirit. Well, apparently she needed an injection of this farmer's butter to make good enough cookies that people would eat them. Oh, it's that you kind realize, of butter. You realize, of course. You already realize Chowski's already rewriting of this, which has got, you know, it all ends in cream pies. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I don't, I'm not a Hallmark movie person. Um, yeah, this is the first one I think like I've this. ever watched, and it was you want to hear something? You want to hear something terrifying? As I, I did very little research, but of course I had no intention of paying for this. So as I was looking, I discovered something. Do you realize that there's a community of people on the internet and on YouTube that get together and watch every Hallmark movie and do podcasts and commentaries about them? Oh, yeah, we're just doing the one episode. Wow. Wow. These motherfuckers do this all the time. No. Now, you know the biggest joke he could be like, oh, no, no, I didn't do one. I just wanted to torture y'all. Are these the kind of, like, people that do true crime podcasts? (laughs) Because, you know, he have that one friend who, they're not just into true crime. They're into true crime to the point where you either, one, want them to solve your murder, or B, you're afraid they're going to not solve your murder because they're the ones that did it. Or they're like, we do our, we're going to take a break from our wine tasting podcast to binge watch Hallmark movies. Yeah, uh, <sighs> you know, wait, wait, no. Come on now, you got to do it right. How do you pronounce it? We, we'll take a break from our charcuterie podcast oh. it's gotta be wine and cheese because you got you know what you said wasn't crackery enough and you see what i did there <laughs> so the movie i watched which man i feel bad because i did research and took notes and everything oh fuck you yeah i watched that's what you get that's what you get actually a karate christmas miracle was what i watched this motherfucker tried down one of the ones that was probably told to be won't make you gash your own eyes out. Oh, no, it is that. It is. It, it oh, does. God. So, there, so there's literally no good ones of these, huh? Yeah, because this one, um, it's about this like little 10-year-old boy, and his dad died in a mass shooting. Oh, wow. Oh, well, that's a great way to start the holidays. At a place called the Aurora Theater. Uh-huh. That really doesn't help. Because it was owned by a woman named Aurora. I get it, but of course you realize, you know. And then like in one scene, the kid's like, the theater that was owned by Aurora where dad died. Yes, at the Aurora theater shooting. Since since we now know about another Aurora massacre recently, that doesn't really. This movie was made in 2019. (laughs) Oh. They full knew full well. And the killer was Eric Roberts dressed as the Joker. Please tell me you're joking. I'm not joking. Okay, they yeah, really well, did I, that? Mean, I mean, let's be honest. At this point, ever since Eric Roberts did a talking cat, all bets are off the table with him. 
Yeah, and apparently they weren't even showing a movie. This kid's dad was giving a speech about gun control, followed by a party where everybody dressed as clowns. Wow. Um, this is starting to sound like something Hallmark bought off of somebody <laughs> else and turned into a Hallmark movie. And so the kid is convinced that um, if he gets his black belt by Christmas Day, dad will come back. How? Wait, you mean from, 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 from death, right? Yeah. And, you know, and the mom's like, you're a yellow belt and Christmas is in five days. Oh, jeez. So mom's more concerned about that instead of the, uh, also, the dead don't come back. I know I showed you Pet Cemetery a little too young because you love that part where the kid goes, no fail, but that's not the point. Well, they go and see a psychic lawyer. Okay. Wow. So, so double layers of lying. Yes. She's a psychic lawyer, and she's, like, teaching a law class, and she's, like, talking about, like, oh, hey, so Santa uh, beat this dude with the bar stool because he was attacking Rudolph. Is he charged with simple assault or aggravated assault? And then fucking Karate Kid pops up and says, Santa is not guilty. And she's <sighs> like, you're correct, and I know your name is Jesse because I'm a psychic lawyer. I refuse to believe this is real. You're making this up. I am not making this up. <laughs> this feels like something you are making up. I'm pretty sure you're making this up. <laughs> and so the psychic lawyer tells her, like, well, maybe your husband's not dead. Maybe he's just disappeared. He's only mostly dead. And, and so the mom and the psychic lawyer go on all this stuff, finding about the dad and that he did all of this um charity work. He, like, Ran a soup kitchen. He taught women self-defense. He had a black belt. Like, half the buildings at the university are named after him. And the wife knew none of this. I thought you were going to say something more up our alley. Like, he taught women, know your place, get back in that kitchen, take them shoes off, bitch. But the wife knew none of this about her husband. Well, that opens up a whole other wrinkle now, doesn't it? I'm like, no wonder you don't know if your husband's alive or dead. You didn't know fucking shit about him. It's like that part in Deathly Hallows. Did you know Dumbledore at all, young man? Meanwhile, this kid is just in the five days advancing through all of the belts of karate because he's just assigning them to himself. He's just a... He... he, Okay. He just arbitrarily decides that he's moved up a rank and we get, like, little montages of him, like, punching a couch. If if there's a championship at the end and that motherfucker gets fucking gutted... (laughs) And just lays on the ground like, like imagine if Karate Kid ended the way it should have, <laughs> which is Daniel don't get back up and they call the ambulance. I'd be all for this. And speaking of which, this kid um has dreams where Martin Cove from Karate Kid talks to him. Okay, now you're making this. I shit am up. not making this you're, up. You're making it up. No, Martin Cove is in this movie, but, like, through another movie. If you movie, had told me it was Martin Cove in Doing Time on Planet Earth, I might believe you, but no, 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 because only I would make that joke. Martin Cove shows up because this kid calls him, but Martin, like, like, calls him up on the phone. What scares me, though, is, what year was this again? 2019. I hate to say it, Martin Cove was back in the spotlight because of... Of Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai! Yeah, and so this kid, like, he's just giving himself belts. At one point, he, um... 
hit, like, mom's serving dinner, and he's like, Mom, I'm a green belt now. And then she's tucking him into bed, and he's like, Mom, I'm a blue belt now. Like, what the fuck happened after dinner? <laughs> and the kid goes through this thing about talking about the karate belts and what they mean and how difficult they are to achieve. Um, like, oh, the white belt represents the brand new seed. The yellow belt is the sun, which I... Martha, I feel like we're being hoodwinked and we're not... Which I it. researched is actually <laughs> true, though. And you know that, Martha, you have a kid in karate. I do, and it takes a really long time to actually get to black belt. Yeah, because looking at it, most dojos require a minimum time at each belt. In some well, cases, it's not years. Necessarily, well, it's not necessarily like a whole minimum time. It's it's an actual, I mean, they test for them, and they're not just... You can, I mean, obviously, you can jump on Amazon and buy one, but the, the, to, for it to be a legit thing, I mean, they have organized practices where they're testing. You know, like, it's, yeah, no. yeah. And so... It doesn't work that way, obviously. When Amazon, I buy one. You know, the same way, you know, yeah. you grease the right palms, you can win one of those game awards from last night. But go ahead and continue. But so the mom comes to grips that her husband's not coming back. She, she grieves for her husband. The psychic lawyer is drunk. And she's like, oh, come to... You said a lawyer. The psychic lawyer. No, you said psychic and lawyer. Did you really need to add drunk? Yeah. But the... She's like, oh, do you want to come to my house tomorrow where my son is having the ceremony where he awards himself a black belt? I kind of want to see the ceremony because, you know, I kind of want to see this kid, like, pass out and, like, paralyze himself performing against, like, a a, 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 a training dummy because the kid ain't going to know shit about kung fu. Well, the kid does a push-up and he breaks, like, the wimpiest piece of particle board. Oh, wow. And then the dad comes through the sliding glass door and says, You did it! You're a black belt now! And hugs him. And you did it, kid! Now you're a law! Oh, yeah! And the kid goes, It's a miracle! It's a karate Christmas miracle! And it, <laughs> <laughs> and it just fades to white and credits. No explanation where the fucking dad has been. I am still not convinced you're not lying to us. This movie exists. You can watch it if you don't believe me. I will not do that. <laughs> I have already done my tour of duty, motherfucker. I'm like that motherfucker. I ain't never going back. Uh, no, no, I ain't <laughs> never going back. It's like that motherfucker that did a tour. Like, no, nah, I ain't never going back, dog. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> I would have shot myself in the foot to get the fuck out of that goddamn My Life Massacre. But from my research here, this child actor is played by Mario Del Vecchio. The movie Which was written by like... Ken Del Vecchio, and it was produced... Oh, that might be a connection! And it was produced by Ken Del Vecchio. Oh, wow. You know, most families like this, they open up a pizzeria. Why the fuck they gotta inflict this shit on the whole nation? Yeah, um, and... Also, apparently they bought Martin Cove some new brakes, like... Like, they got Betsy Palmer a car for Friday the 13th. I don't even think Martin... <laughs> no, it's like Martin Cove in another movie, because it's the phone oh, call... Oh, wait, you think they might have actually had footage of him in one of his other low-budget endeavors where they could just get the rights to it? Well, because the dialogue with him and the kid don't even match. Because Martin Cove is, like, on a beach, and they're trying to make this dialogue connect with the kid, because... Martin Cove is like, do you remember how I trained you? And the kid's like, I don't know you. 
This literally sounds like if you add up the three movies we discussed, Hallmark has no respect for its audience at all. Yeah. Uh, like at all. At least Lifetime every now and then will throw you a bone like a mother may I sleep with dangers so we can go, hey, at least you kind of get it. The exact same cast the following year in 2020 did a film called A Wrestling Christmas Miracle. Oh, jeez. With the same kid who has to make a wrestling movie to f- save his friend from a coma at Christmas. He- uh, wait, why didn't they call it a Christmas coma? <laughs> a Christmas coma. <laughs> now that I would have watched. No, no, it's it's got the same cast, but um, it even has Martin Cove, apparently. Oh, this time they got him for real? Yeah, and they also or they had, or they had, or it's like Cameron Mitchell. They just had extra stock footage left over. But they also got oh friggin' Gilbert Godfrey, no Todd Bridges, Michael Winslow, well, Jimmy Walker. Oh, wow. Okay, some of those other ones, yeah. But Gilbert, nah, Gilbert was trolling. Yeah, but Jimmy Walker is in it. Jimmy Walker was not trolling. He plays Dr. Dynamite. Are you really that surprised? They even found a way for him to say Dynamite and Ripper. <laughs> that fucking video game with Christopher Walken and John Reese Davies back in the day. I mean, it's 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 kind of... I hate to say it. Everybody discovered, don't become... Your character you become famous for, thanks to Jimmy Walker. Yeah, man! <laughs> yeah he is. Uh, yeah, that has got to be unfortunate to only be ever known for one role and then only well, do that, that the role fact being forever. wafer thin. Oh, he is the mint <laughs> the meaning of life. So, is this the part where uh, your second theory kicks in for what tonight's gonna be? Well, like, if we made a Harmonk movie, what would it look like? Well, of course, everything I would do would try to be as on the surface exactly what the audience wants. Well, you have to keep But it would be like the Twilight Zone, just a little hint of strange on the edges that maybe the straights won't pick up on. Well, you gotta keep the Mm. tropes of the Hallmark. So all of these had a successful career woman. It's gotta be either successful career woman but they also have to be unsuccessful in relationships with their successful career woman. Yeah, like in yours, you know, the single yeah. successful woman in Martha's, she was like, what, a baker? Yeah, but she was not successful until the end. Ugh. Now, was yours of a yeah. healthy well, size, I mean, or was honestly, she hot? It just would have been better if it was a softcore porn, to be honest. Like, <laughs> that Mine would have, too. The only reason I would ever rewatch it because it's like it sets up all these stupid porn plot lines, but then there's no sex. So it's so disappointing. Instead of Christmas with Felicity, would have been Christmas in Felicity. Oh, it would yeah, have been. A, yeah, this would have been a nice Felicity. first. I like that one. Ooh, we need to have a Hallmark Skinamax co-production. Just turn that woman into an eclair when you need her. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say, have you ever seen those? Uh, Acery injection uh, syringes. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'm still dripping, baby. I'm still dripping. Oh, don't worry, baby. I'll lick up all the icing. Oh God, you know I can go all day with this shit, Jowski. I watched a movie the other day. What the fuck was it that had a turkey baster thing in it? 
God, it was some, like, they, these people break into a blind dude's house to rob him, and the blind dude's got, like, a chick in his basement that he's sticking a turkey baster in to impregnate her. We're speaking, Why is he we're speaking to, to Jowski. Why are we acting like this is, A, surprising, <laughs> <laughs> and, B, that he's got so much material like this that, she see how I'm going to work this? I'm going to constantly fuck it up. Um... Don't has breathe. Already forgotten That's the what name. it was called. It was called Don't Breathe. Oh, you mean with my boy Stephen Lang? Yeah, he was the blind guy with the turkey baster. <laughs> Jeez. And he's like, I'm not raping no, I love her. that guy. He's Abrams for the defense from Michael Mann's crime story, dog. He's also in Michael Mann's Manhunter. He's the one that, uh, well, he meets the two fairy and it doesn't go well. He's also in Avatar. Oh, yeah. You know that movie that's about to have a sequel and everybody keeps laughing, saying, ha ha, who asked for this? Yeah, I I posted a thing and said, well, you know what? People have lost fortunes betting against James Cameron, so you have fun with that. Yeah, when I was at dinner with my sister talking about how I watch a movie every Saturday morning, she's like, well, don't tell me a thing about Avatar The Way of the Water. I'm like, can I tell you I'm not going to watch it because Avatar sucks? Guess what? All of us that say that shit, we're not the target audience. <laughs> She's like, well, everybody I'm, else is. I'm going to go home and, and watch Avatar right now. And <laughs> motherfuckers are going to be very, very surprised when they see the numbers on that motherfucker. Even if motherfuckers are just going to hate watch it. Yeah, it opens this week. You know what I'm watching? The menu. From what I've heard, that might be up my alley. Not that way, you perv. <laughs> Oh, have you seen the trailers for the menu, Martha? I have, I have. Yeah, I wanna. It, it looks interesting. Yeah. Um, although I'm holding my breath for the the two that I'm looking forward to coming out month are Megan, which looks like shit. I would love that though. It's my type of yeah. shit. Yeah. What can I say? Uh, Post pandemic, man. I don't even know if I'm ever going to step in a theater again, except for maybe our local arty farty theater. Oh, I wouldn't have you know, started stepping into a theater if they didn't serve alcohol. I look at it this way. I was already, I understood RLM. I was hating the theater going experience long before the pandemic stuck in. Having to spend all this money, you know, because you know when me and my people go out to the movies, you know, we, we starting at the bar. And then, of course, if we had the bar, then we probably go to go outside and, you know, well, it's illegal here, yeah, like it is <laughs> where you at. Uh, so, needless to say, we come back and we spend way too much on concessions. And then after all that, and the valet parking and that shit, and then the movie sucked. Fuck you! <laughs> I can't imagine what it's like to be a parent that has... I remember that joke on Rip Truck Service, like, well, let me get... F-. He goes... Okay, well, I guess my kids are going to force me to see it. Kids' tickets are how much? Poor, please. <laughs> I can't even imagine the hell you parents go through. Yeah, that's... Yeah. What... Like, when's the last time you went to a theater, Martha? Oh, I don't like going to the theaters. Like, I, I just, I don't like it. And it's not even because, I mean, I don't even smoke cigarettes anymore. It's not because I can't smoke. I just, I, I don't know. It's just not... I. I've never been into it, and when I have to, when my kids really, really want to go, they're at an age now where I just give them money and drop them off. Damn like, right. Yeah. And lucky. then and then I can't overspend, because they got a set cash budget. <laughs> like, it is what it is. 
Plus, we typically go to the, you know, gas station before we go to the movie theaters. Oh, damn straight. Don't even get it twisted. Mm-hmm. I know that's what, especially if it's a chain theater. I mean, if it's a mom and pop, you might want to go, eh, I'll go ahead and pay for the concessions. But if if they've got a trademark at the end of their name, fuck them. Mm-hmm. Well, th- the theater, they have a limit that you can only buy two alcoholic drinks. <laughs> I'm sure they've found ways around that rule. So, um, I'll buy two, and then my mm-hmm. f- friend that I go with, I'll give her $9 to go buy me a third. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, then you'll say, hey, there's a, there's a tip the price of this drink in it for you if you bring one more and don't assign it to nobody. And since you're paying $9 for a drink, you might as well get bang for your bucks while I get IPAs. Ew. Oh, so you of course want your beer to smell like someone's smelly shoe. No, yeah. I just want Gross. more ABV for my money. Mm. You want that? You want bang for your buck? You know the same way you used to treat it at the whorehouse. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. you gotta admit IPA is a. Uh, I think we've gotten to this point in America where everybody you know knows someone that's got a microbrewery now. Oh what yeah! What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? And and all of them don't have to smell like. Dirty cow piss drenched through a dirty sock. Yeah, I, I remember there was a beer Martha tasted once. She's like, that. they all taste like beef jerky. Well, no, it's not that. They taste like somebody's pre-chewed beef jerky when they got dip in their mouth. Like, that's literally what it reminds me of. It's like taking a piece of beef jerky, having some guy with a mouthful of dip chew it up and then spit it into your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I have not tasted an IPA that did not taste that way. I, or, you know, IPAs just, you know, do take th- someone's, uh, you know, where they spit their char <laughs> and yeah. then mix it with some coffee. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That, that's how you make IPA. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, but that, the thing with alcohol is the stronger the alcohol, the worse the taste. Okay. I just realized. Oh, how I, to... d- I don't agree with that. That is not true. I just realized how to salvage your show here, Jasky. <laughs> Hallmark's Meth Head Christmas. Hallmark's Meth Head Christmas. Okay, so they pull up to Olive Garden in their Space Jam mobile. <laughs> and now the whole thing is how they have to pretend at the all-you-can-eat breadsticks buffet where you're limited of a group of six, and they've clearly got a group of 12, and they have to keep leaving and coming and going to the bathrooms and putting on disguises and shit. But, of course, they're broke-ass meth heads. <laughs> so of course this is all going to be a comedy of errors along the way until eventually the manager goes you know what my mom was a meth head too and then right when you think it's going to be a normal Hallmark movie it's going to turn into a Gee Juice movie and it goes and that's why I've already called the police I hated my mom all you motherfuckers are going to jail but first <laughs> go in the back and start washing dishes like you used to have to do when you took advantage of a restaurant but then uh, that shit back in the days. Oh, you can't pay your bill. You got to do the dishes. Nah, today you can't pay the bill. <laughs> we take it to the court with interest. Oh. Yeah. No, but you know the manager's gonna say that, and in the true Hallmark fashion, they're gonna have like a little kid that goes, "But mommy, will Santa deliver our presents to the Olive Garden kitchen?" <laughs> and the manager is moved. <laughs> 
Wait, no, no. <laughs> we can still flip it back to Gages. And then at that moment, that manager's heart grew three sizes that day. And then suddenly and his he had heart a heart attack. exploded <laughs> and his eyeballs flew out on the children and Christmas was ruined for the rest of their lives. Yes, that's... What I don't get is, I know what it is. I call it air pudding. It's what I call that music that plays in elevators and shit. Hallmark movies are the movie equivalent of what I call air pudding. It's not offensive, but the minute it's gone, it's gone. It's like ephemeral. It just poof, 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 it's gone. Like, I won't remember this movie two weeks from now. Yeah, although we should do an episode on Lifetime movies sometime. Oh, come Are on. you just trying to make me hate movies? Uh, like, is that your goal right now? Like, we should. And I already know you're not going to let me do Mother May I Speak with Danger because I could cheat. No, oh, no, we're going to watch Cyber Seduction. <laughs> That's the one where uh, the, 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 the kid is dangerously addicted to internet porn. Yeah. See, that's not fair, because that's actually one I had intended to riff. I did riff that it's one before. It's so bad. It is. It's so bad. It is so bad. It gets every fact wrong. Or I gotta find the one that I watched one time, because, oh, when I lived with Martha, her mom always left it on mm-hmm. Lifetime. Constantly. Yeah. And she's into the Hallmark movies, too. Yeah. And there which was... is just so wrong that she watches all the Hallmark Christmas movies because she doesn't do Christmas. Oh, oh well, yeah. That seems like that's just... Why are you torturing yourself? Yeah. Is it no. getting up off the couch? Yeah. And there yeah, was no, one she I She literally watched... will watch Christmas movies year-round, but she forbids any celebration of the Christmas. Yeah, there was one I watched that was um, a woman was in like a violent, abusive relationship with her son. Oh, so a Lifetime movie. With her son. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, I do not change my statement. Her 16-year-old son. Come on, you know the minute the, what was that bitch's name? Mary Kay Eternal. You know the minute that shit showed up, Lifetime went cha-ching! <laughs> oh, yeah, they were like Five Lifetime movies about Amy Fisher. Yeah. One of them had, I think, Drew Barrymore in it. Also, I'm getting it. You're right. If I remember, that's right. There was, yes, Drew Barrymore was in one of the Amy Fisher ones when she was on her... That was around the time she was coming back. She was still doing shit like Poison Ivy and... Remember that movie, Doppelganger? Well, I I think the Americans called it Doppelganger. Yeah. But you're supposed to call it Doppelganger. We're, uh, yeah, we're doing Poison Ivy on Exploit It next month. Oh, I can't imagine how much fun you're going to have with that one. Well, we're pairing it with Showgirls. <laughs> That's an interesting combo, I have to say. Although I will say, uh, people forget just how awesome uh, Poison Ivy is until they discover Jamie Presley and Poison Ivy too. She gets naked a lot more. Oh, fucking what's her face? Uh, yeah, Poison Ivy. Was it two or three that had the fucking who's the boss and charmed. Oh, I already know where you're going. Oh. It, Poison Ivy 2, Alyssa Milano, where they literally just rip off her exact same plot from Embrace of the Vampire and they just remove the vampire. Yeah. It's literally the same fucking movie, except at least... There's one 
Advantage Poison Ivy 2 has, or whatever version it is. Because honestly, I don't remember if the Presley one is 2 or 3. But at least the older dude is played by Xander Berkeley, and I always like him. Yeah, he's good. I mean, it almost makes me remember I keep promising people to riff 24 until I realize that would be a nightmare to riff. <laughs> that that <laughs> shit went on way too fucking long. He was in the fucking Candyman. Oh, yeah. He was married to uh, Virginia Madsen in that movie. Yeah, he was the shitty husband. Yeah, fucking around on her, too. And, of course, he gets his comeuppance at the end. Yeah. That does remind me that uh, that is a movie I still can't believe I haven't riffed for folks yet. I do have to get around to that one one day. Candyman? Yeah. I've never riffed it. I've talked about it forever. It's Bernard Rose. Shit. I've ripped. I've shown his... Welcome to the Pleasure Dome music video by Frankie Goes to Hollywood more than I've riffed Candyman. Oh, the thing about Candyman is I spent my entire oh. childhood growing up hearing ha! about how shitty the music oh. of Phyllis Gla- Philip Glass was. Until you saw it, right? And then I saw Candyman, and it's like music by Philip Glass, and I'm like, but this music is good. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, people never understood. If you don't understand the intentional repetitiveness of Philip Glass moving, then it makes no sense. But if you understand why his music is the way it is, then it's a whole nother story. But the Because irony... not only did he do that, he also did the score for when AMC re-released the remastered version of a little Todd Browning movie called Dracula. Oh, I thought you were going to say Freaks. Nah, you couldn't be that lucky. But, you know, that's still the one we always show people or... Alice Winter's freak whenever they join Gijus now. But they, um, but Philip Glass was also so horribly offended that they put his amazing music in a horror film that he tried to get his name taken out of it. Yep, and then, of course, he came back for the second one. Philip Glass is full of shit. I love his music, but every time he's had his music involved in this movie, he has something to complain about. And I go, Philip, you're not a director. Shut up. And also, you kind of look like a manatee that plays piano, okay? Yeah. <laughs> he always has. On a similar note, Shudder did a series recently of the 101 scariest film, the scenes in horror films. That sounds like it's a an adaption of that old Bravo shit. Yeah, it is. And it's it's, it's the same documentary format where you have just people working in the industry now saying, "Oh yeah, this was a pretty a pretty good scene." And um the top 10 were your typical top 10. You know, oh, there's oh the shower scene in Psycho. Okay, I was just just wanted to be sure because you know, with today's society, you you might get that one outlier where you go, oh, that's gonna date bad. Yeah, they did have one big outlier in their top ten though. That has actually made me want to watch this movie now. And you're you're gonna be surprised that I never watched this movie. The Exorcist Three. Really? You've never seen The Exorcist Three? No. And let me guess what part it was. It's the crash zoom of the guy holding the shears going up against the nun and then cut to the statue with the head gun. Kind of. It is that crash zoom of the guy with the shears, but it's mostly focused on the build-up to that scene. Okay, gotcha. Because, yeah, it comes the fuck out of nowhere. Because apparently the build-up to that scene is you're just watching this nurse at a desk for like ten fucking minutes. But that's how it Mm -hmm. just fucks with you. And, of course, the fact that, I mean, just the fact that you haven't seen a flit that's got Dura in it 
at, at his best is kind of more shocking. Well, that, and I didn't know George C. Scott was in that movie. I'm like, fucking Changeling well, Man? Well, somebody's gotta, somebody's gotta replace Lee J. Cobb. He's dead. Because I watched Changeling not too long ago. Oh, yeah, Changeling. Uh, oh, God, as a parent, you must love that one, huh? <laughs> oh, Martha, you need to watch Changeling. I need to watch. Okay. Yeah. Well, Actually, yeah. I was gonna watch that. I just, yeah, no, I haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, oh. it's a uh, ooh yeah. <laughs> it's it's like what nineteen eighty. Seventy nine eighty, I believe. Yeah, and it's yeah, and it's it. been getting a. The more people revisit it, they go ooh. Yeah, and it, it, well, it's fucking Patton, George C. Scott. Yeah. And he um. That's when he was on a roll. That's around the same time. as shut it up. Yeah. Shut it up. And you think it's just going to be like your regular ass? Um... The way they advertise it made you think it was just going to be a traditional horror flick because all you see is this this creepy abandoned wheelchair, but it is a lot more complex than that. It was one it of like a lot I watched it. Um, and if you really want Shutter, they have a Joe Bob Briggs show, The Last Drive-In. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, trust me, I know. Um, I love the show. I love Darcy. I love Joe Bob. I love hate their Twitter audience. They've kind of become exactly what you and I encountered in the past, Jowski. Nothing is worse than a group of outsiders who suddenly have their own little cool kids table and they don't realize they start becoming the new bullies and tastemakers that they used to be ostracized by. Well, see, I don't know anything about the audience because I, I watch his episodes like two years after they air. That probably <laughs> helps. Also, you probably love the fact that uh, Joe Bob is proudly a Luddite. Oh, proudly. He don't give a fuck about today's terminology and terms and all that bullshit, and he still goes to eat breakfast at Cracker Barrel. Well, there was a uh, sometime a long time ago, back during the, the when I was on Geek Tuesdays, that Joe Bob had published some article, and it made me very mad. And I was like, "Well, I don't like Joe Bob anymore." Well, you, you let me guess, you probably discovered you read it wrong. Uh, well, no. More recently, I discovered I don't remember what the fuck that article was about. So whatever, I uh, like Joe Bob again. <laughs> now here's the story that's perfect for you. They showed things, yeah, on the last drive-in. They did, and I and they that acted episode. like it was the worst movie ever made. And that's where some of the friction kicked in because a bunch of geek juice people kicked in and said. Oh, you guys have no idea how far that rabbit hole goes. <laughs> if you think this is the worst film you've ever seen, you've never seen Cats. Oh, really? Did they... Also, thanks for making sure that still exists on this planet, Jowski. Mystery editor asked me, okay? He said he now regrets it. <laughs> you should have told him no. <laughs> he sent me a message and asked for that movie. Jeez. And I was like, sure, here you go. But yeah, they had this thing called Iron Mutants where I guess they showed that and things. And if you made it through both those movies, both Joe Bob and Darcy had to sign something saying you're the hardiest stock. And we were just, uh, geek just we were looking at each other like, these pussies. <laughs> this is the worst. Have they not seen 
Boyd's Dormitory versus Girls <laughs> Exactly. The only thing you left up on YouTube. Thank you. The one that broke Charlie? <laughs> uh, I mean, hey, let's be honest. Charlie broke once a month. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's this episode where it was Hallmark and other things. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> and on that note, I should be getting out of here. So you want to yeah. do your hosty thing? Yeah. So next week, uh, Charlie, Kevin, and I are doing some contributor. And then the next time you guys and I meet, we are doing, oh, I came up with a good thing today. Uh, we're doing an Urban Dictionary game. Oh, no. It's oh, like wow. Urban Dictionary. Actually, that might be fun. It's like Urban Dictionary Balderdash. Oh, boy. Well, that's a white people game. <laughs> well, very funny. I went to U of M. Brothers in the hood had to teach white people in other states what the card game Euchre is because you crackers came up with that shit. Oh, it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, you get those movies where um, people in prison play spades and hearts. And I'm like, that's yeah. the whitest game. And it's just all these black people playing. Let's play some hearts. See, that's because you come from the hood version of white people. <laughs> you just have to accept this, Jowski. I'm like, my crap. Remember I said there's a certain word that applies to a class, not necessarily race? <laughs> I'm like, but my grandma taught me that, and she wasn't hood. Are you sure about that? You sure about that? She might have been hanging out with Cab Calloway and smoking them jazz cigarettes. She used the term colored people until she died. <laughs> that was the term they were called. She was being respectful, Jowski. Yeah. 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 But yeah. I remember that really, really, I remember that incident at the Wendy's. Yes. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, look yeah. at the colored that man. one for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, and so until next time, uh, hit the future, everybody. Peace out, everybody. Jasky, my revenge will be swift, sweet, and merciless. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Just letting you know, you won't know when. Oh.